0: Welcome back to another Work Human Radio. My name is Mike Wood. I am your regular host. And today, as part of our Keeping Work Human series, Steve Pemberton, our CHRO, is going to be talking to one of our clients, Atlanticare, who's out of New Jersey. He's going to be talking to Samantha Kiley, who is the executive director of Atlanticare Foundation, and Heather McVeigh, who is the corporate director of customer experience, about how they're dealing with this pandemic and ways that atlanticare is helping so here's steve's interview with samantha and heather hi
1: everybody it's steve pemberton the chief human resources officer at work human and today as a continuation of our keeping work human series i am joined by two special guests from atlanticare a health-based system in atlantic county new jersey and also a work human customer i'm really excited to introduce you to samantha Kylie. Executive Director at Atlantic Care Foundation, and Heather McVeigh, the Corporate Director of Customer Experience at Atlantic Care. Thanks to Heather and Samantha. Uh, thanks for taking the time to be here today. How are you? Let's, Samantha, let's start with you. How are you doing?
0: I am well, thank you. How about you?
1: Uh, I, I am well in, a, in an ever-changing new world. Uh, yeah,
0: we're all learning how to cope.
1: That, that we are, how's the family?
0: The family is good. So I have four little ones at home, and we're we're figuring out how to homeschool and and survive. We're all in different rooms at many hours of the day just to get through, and then we kind of come back together in the evening. So, but all good, just you know, despite what's going on around us.
1: Well, if you have any tips on how to manage that, let us
0: <laughs> No, why do you think I come to work <laughs>
1: sometimes? Just notice that. Uh you know, you appear to be with a background behind you that is not manufactured, so uh, you appear to be in a relatively quiet space.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And Heather, how about you? How are you doing? How's the family?
2: Uh, family's doing well. Um, we're, you know, I guess going through these uncharted waters. I also have two children. My husband's a state trooper, so we've kind of His schedule has gone from two weeks on and two weeks off, which was helpful with having the kids at home. But uh, we're trying to stay away from electronics and the TV as much as possible, but it's very difficult with a 13 year old and a 10 year old. So um, we've been putting together some puzzles my ten-year-old has been outside, weather permitting, um, actually working on a fort, which I found pretty awesome. I can actually stand up on it, which I was completely impressed. And I've even learned um, a TikTok, so I've done my first TikTok with my daughter. So we're kind of just, you know, remaining positive, for, you know, during these times, and you know, just sticking together.
1: It's amazing the list we all try to keep of the different things that we are doing that ordinarily we would not have done.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: it we're not. For, for this. So, uh, well, Samantha, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the mission uh, of Atlantic Care Foundation and your role in particular.
0: Sure. So I serve as the executive director of Atlantic Care Foundation. And the foundation, you know, outside of COVID is really the community organizing and community benefit um, arm of Atlantic Care. We do do fundraising and then we serve as kind of the community connector. And so that role I think is enhanced even more during the, the COVID response. And so what our you know, how we support the foundation supports our, our clinical colleagues that are on the front lines is we have been overwhelmed and really inspired by much of the the generosity and really the creativity that's been coming from the community in response and, and really in supporting all of our frontline healthcare workers. And so, you know what my typical day now looks like is um, trying to coordinate food. So we've had a number of individuals that have reached out and wanted to donate food. So we're coordinating that. Obviously, there's some um, there's some special new protocols that you have to go through to get food into the hospital and to make sure that it gets to the appropriate parties. And I think that we've been very surprised and also just, so grateful in that I think that at least every day breakfast lunch and dinner there's been some meal donated to our workforce and we've just been you know so um grateful for the the outpouring of support we also have a number of individuals whom are finding other ways to use their talents while they're at home and so whether it's either selling masks We've had um, signs that have been installed, you know, in the entry coming in and out of the workplace, signs around the hospital that have been put up, reinforcing, you know, the community's gratitude and support of our, of our frontline workers. We've had cards that have been delivered and made, um, a variety of donations from simple things that you don't, that you kind of take for granted, but recognizing that our, that our clinical team are more off, you know, are washing their hands um and so you know their hands may become dry so I've had people that have you know have access to hand lotion like it's just been a variety of things and it's been it's been very interesting to me how clever and resourceful we are and also inspired by this general need to want to give back to a community and so that's been you know what the Care Foundation has has been part of most recently
1: yeah, humanity rising, uh, yeah, mine, as I heard you describe everything that's unfolding. Yeah. and And Heather, what are your main responsibilities as the corporate director of customer experience?
2: So my main responsibilities, I'm really overseeing all of the surveys that are distributed to all of our patients throughout the system. I monitor all complaints and grievances. We have a process to perform our service recovery. We work with leaders throughout the system to uh, look for areas of opportunities, but we also celebrate their successes. I also oversee interpretive services as well as our volunteer department, but I'd have to say, you know, my role has greatly turned as, you know, we handle this pandemic and it's actually brought a a lot of joy to myself and kind of like Sam had said, bring out some creativity to uh, really support our frontline staff.
1: I wanted to ask both of you about uh, COVID 19 specifically, uh, you know, uh, and and when did the seriousness of this uh, begin to uh, hit home for you? So, Samantha, let's start with you.
0: Sure. So, I think, you know, being in New Jersey, New Jersey is certainly a state that's been, you know, has had a lot of national attention. Um, I think we are fortunate in that we're southern New Jersey. And so um, we are, you know, they're on the southeast. So some of the numbers that our northern neighbors are experiencing haven't been realized, at least yet, down here. Um, You know, we've been benefiting from early action around social distancing and also just the fact that there's, you know, more distance in the way that our communities are planned um, and, you know, we're not necessarily an urban environment. So that's certainly helping us. Um, that's not to say, however, that our, you know, we're starting to see more and more cases coming in. And, um, you know, but I think one of the things that we have, um, been grateful for is the ability to learn from our neighbors. And so we've had time to, to learn from some of their experiences and then adapt. And then, you know, revisit some of the plans that we've had to ensure that we are, you know, meeting the need and also being responsive. And I'll turn it over to Heather because I know she's, you know, more actively involved in the data. Thanks,
2: Sam. I, absolutely. we Really, I believe we're ahead of the game and we're handling it really well and focusing on supporting our frontline staff. So a couple of things that have gone on through the last couple of weeks, are our gift shop has obviously shut down because we're restricting any visitors coming in, but they actually donated $3,000 worth of crossword puzzles, um, books, Magazines, coloring books, um, as well as things to support the cat or the staff, um, candy and snacks. So, I would say every other day or so, we do go around and deliver these to our patients and to our staff. We have had the opportunity to download FaceTime on all the uh, on all the inpatient units. So, we're encouraging them to you know for our patients to FaceTime their families and their loved ones to let them know that you know we're still there for them. Uh, we began something called Grateful Gatherings. And what this is, is the opportunity, uh, you know, these patients come into our emergency room and, and they are really sick, some of them being placed on a ventilator, a ventilator right away and then whisked away to the next unit. And, you know, our staff is asking, how are these patients doing? So this actually started uh, last Friday where we had a manager of our inpatient unit FaceTime the emergency department, had both teams all gathered to share success stories. Uh, You know, we, of course, you know, unfortunately patients are, you know, dying from this, but we are also really working hard and we're discharging patients home. We're discharging patients to rehab. We're downgrading them. These are the small wins that we have to remind our staff that we're all in this together and that we're working really hard. Another thing that we are working with our communications department, it's called, um, well, we're going to be using Here Comes the Sun by The Beatles. So we, every time that we discharge a positive COVID patient home or to a rehab, we will play Here Comes the Sun over the loudspeaker, loud um, not just for the patient, but it really brings the staff together and, you know, reminds them that, you know, they're doing a great job through all of this and that we're all in this together.
1: Wow. How has um, the, you know, clearly the, the overwhelming global support for the frontline workers, how has that made those individuals who we now know are clearly putting themselves at risk? Uh, for for those who are listening to this, how is that making them actually feel about?
2: It makes them feel great. I mean, they understand the severity, but they realize this is why they got into the profession and how important it is to commit to the social distancing and hand washing. But at the same time, they really have united. Um, As Sam had mentioned, the community has helped by bringing us get well cards for our patients that we're handing out as well as thank you cards for our frontline staff. I just wanna share, I don't know if you can see this, this was one we got today. And it just says doctors, nurses, MAs, techs, imaging, therapists, and everyone else doing their part to keep us all safe in these uncertain times, thank you. And this is from a family member in Vermont. So this actually showed up in my mailbox today. So it's been nonstop that we've been receiving this and just sharing it uh, throughout the hospital.
1: And certainly one of the things that we are actively thinking about is exactly what you described there, Heather, is can you, in the midst of all of these other global counts uh, on everything from loss of life uh, to positive tests to unemployment numbers, can you create and aggregate all of those moments of gratitude that you just showed Um, And can you direct them, uh, you know, to hospitals and healthcare agencies to show the power of goodness and gratitude and the effect that it can actually have because what we hope will endure more and longer is that.
2: Yes, absolutely. We've worked a lot with Sam's team as well as the marketing team to highlight a hashtag Atlanticare has got this and for two reasons we have um an outpouring of you know children making chalk drawings and you know their parents taking the picture putting it on social media and we're sharing that on our site we're also doing that from internally of having our staff you know hold up signs and thank you so we can show the community hey we've got this and that we're okay and you know we're doing our best you know to care for our patients and it it, we've had great feedback from both the community as well as uh, our patients and frontline staff that are working every day. And when I say mention frontline staff, I really want to mention it's not just nursing and doctors. I mean, we're all in this, you know, EBS, respiratory, dietary, maintenance. You know, we are all here coming to work every day to care for our patients.
1: I know for both of you, there's the blur of every day uh, and and the like. And so it just... um, you know, makes me wonder if you've ever had the time, you know, to, to kind of think a little bit about, uh, you know, what the world post COVID will, will, will look like. Have you, have, has it been a moment of pause to reflect upon that uh, at all? Uh, Sam, I know that you're really busy, of course, with the uh, Home School League and Young Ones and the like.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, At a basic level, I think we've made a lot of new friends recently, and how we continue to maintain those friendships and continue to leverage them and build upon this open dialogue that we've now established from the community around trust and support and how we can continue to care for each other, I think it's something that we will be looking to continue, um, you know, post-COVID. I think there's a lot of other lessons that we'll, you know, that we'll all be reviewing around, you know, responding. to to select community groups or those that, you know, may have, you know, in elevated risks. I think there's a lot of things that this crisis has brought to light. And certainly it's something that we as an organization, you know, as, as we're committed to to providing and caring for this, this community, there are, there are things that we're realizing that we'll, you know, take and begin to dissect to figure out, you know, how could we have handled this better or what really worked well and how can we continue to provide that level of care or provide that level of
2: support in these various areas. And to kind of tee off what Sam said, I really think that Care is committed to not only the Atlantic Care family, but as well as the community, and is taking everything very seriously. Um, and I, I think that's what personally almost gives me hope that we've got this. It's been, you know, the leadership really rallying, being transparent, let us letting us all know what's going on every day, and keep, you know, giving us a real update.
1: You know, I was actually reading article early this this morning, uh, particularly globally uh, as. You get, because in some ways this did happen. Other parts of the world first migrated here, and so I'm just doing a, um, a, a, a an assessment of kind of so how have you know these other nations emerged out of them, and, and there's one centrality about it all in its the impact and the importance of healthcare specifically, uh, leading uh, us out of it and sustaining it. Uh, one of the points in the article was about assumption reversal, and that a lot of a uh, innovation comes out of taking anything that is fundamental and just reversing that assumption that you're making uh and it occurred to me uh, reading that observation that there's been assumptions about who the heroes and the sheroes are in the world uh that perhaps they are the famous and the wealthy and you know the best known and maybe that's been an assumption that needs to be reversed uh that's perhaps not where the heroes are that uh there folks on the front lines, others you wonderfully described, what Atlanticare wakes up every day, Sam, as you rightly pointed out, thinking about this long before there was a world of COVID-19. And I hope it's equally clear, and Sam, you pointed this out as well, that you know, this is an emerging reality. It has exposed disparities, uh, particularly uh, for different socioeconomic groups and the adverse impact particularly on the matriarchs and patriarchs of families as well that is it's devastating to watch that kind of unfold and yet to know uh when you hear something like here comes the sun mind that someone's being returned back to their family too i'm going to take that with me uh,
2: exactly
1: well you're gonna you're gonna hear that from work human in some capacity yet and i will give you all attribution for that as well It's really wonderful awesome honor- thank you well, Yeah. Well, let me leave you with both one one last question. Feel free to answer this personally or professionally. Sure. Uh, What are the things that that give you hope? What are you grateful for?
2: Um, You know, I'm hopeful. This community, I've grown up in the Atlantic City area uh, my whole life for 40 years. So, you know, it's this community. It's the leadership of Atlanticare. It's, you know, my family, and it's truly the Atlanticare family that, you know, gives me hope that we're going to be able to get through this. One day at a time and all of us. Sam? Yeah, I would I would agree that, you know, there's we have an
0: Atlanta care family, but this but this local community is so connected and we're all finding ways to to carry for those that need additional support at this time and so I think you know you mentioned heroes but I think that there's this also notion that we can all be heroes to some extent and so whether you know any little task any little thing that you can do means something and makes a difference and so all of these small tasks kind of you know amount to something great collectively and I think that's what brings me hope.
1: Can not be better said than that, Sam. So thanks to you and Heather for joining us. From our work human family to the Atlanta Care family and to your personal families, we wish you safety and health and wellness.
2: Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thanks. Same to you and your senior family and team.
1: Heather and Samantha, it's really great chatting with you. And thank you for all of your continued efforts supporting the healthcare system in such challenging times and before those challenging times appeared as well. I think I speak for all of our viewers when I say how much we really appreciate all that you have done and all that you continue to do for our citizens, for community, for the healthcare system, and for country. For everyone else, please be safe, healthy, and well. We'll talk to you soon.